don't send a lot of newsletters because we don't want to be spamming people, but we do send offers from time to time leading up to important events. So, for example, it's now September. In the first week in October, there will be an email that will go out to our database. So we've got about 70,000 people in our database, which is significant. And in that newsletter, it will be a discount for Christmas orders. And that will be the only discount we will provide for Christmas. And when we do that, the results are spectacular. We, we will get probably half of our Christmas orders from that one newsletter. Welcome to Marketing Builder, the show where you'll get lots of little bricks of marketing advice to help you build up your marketing and your business. Drawing on over 20 years of marketing experience, your host, Daniel Oyston, will dive into a topic and provide you with short, sharp and to-the-point marketing advice that you can apply to your marketing straight away. Welcome to Marketing Builder. Let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, listeners, awesome to have you joining me for this episode and also Louise Curtis. That's the voice you heard right at the start of the show. Louise is the owner of Lollipots. Lollipots is a hamper business offering a wide range of gift baskets or hampers for all manner of occasion and type of person. Louise has been in business since 1999, so at the time of recording, that's 20 years. The interesting thing about that is that when you look at a hamper business, especially an online one, it doesn't have low barriers to entry and it is very easy to be able to browse competitors' sites and copy their exact product offerings and even offer them at lower prices. Now, that's an important point and really goes to underline the abilities of Louise and her success in growing her business, including being either a finalist or winner in various categories of the Telstra Business Awards over numerous years, including being named as the winner in the business owner category of the 2013 Telstra ACT Business Women's Awards. I started off by asking Louise if someone had upset her and they decided that a gift basket would be the perfect thing to smooth things over with her, what would it need in it to do the trick? For me, for it to be successful to me, it would have to have a good quality bottle of champagne and chocolate. Just those two things? Just those two things, not the old banners. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so let's jump into the serious questions. Louise, what unique elements of your business or industry even as a whole really need to be taken into account when executing your marketing? I think it's where do we want to send the gifts? Who do we, who do we want to target for our clients? So whilst we um, operate out of Canberra, we send 60% of our business out of Canberra. And what we've established over time is that we don't really want customers. I mean, all customers are good, but we don't really want customers in North Queensland or in WA or South Australia because we can't make any money on our orders going to those states because of the cost of freight. So what we have done is really targeted our marketing on the east coast of Australia, Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne, where we're actually positioned very well to be able to send parcels overnight to all those areas. So Looking at our big picture of, of where we market to, we only market on the East Coast um, and we target our digital marketing only to those areas. So focusing on the East Coast of Australia, you've got a number of marketing tactics that you execute now and very successfully. But in the past, has there been a piece of marketing 
that you've tried, that you've executed, that you clearly thought was going to be successful or hoped it was going to be successful, but it just didn't work? Look, there's been a few things that haven't worked over time and, you know, I've I've invested significantly in them and they've failed. Probably the two things that come to mind are mainstream uh, newspapers. So, for example, the Canberra Times here in Canberra um, has never been able to deliver any results. The other one that I've I've really not seen success in is where we have gone to other other internet sites that have sold us space on their on their page. So a new site, for example, in Canberra, um, that we may have invested money to have our banners scrolling across their page, their digital page. That has not worked for us. And I've found that we've had more traffic organically through our site than what we have ever driven through those other sites. So those things haven't worked well for us. Attention, attention, marketing target. What Louise is talking about there is what we call display advertising. And it's no wonder Louise hasn't had success with it because traditionally it doesn't perform well. On average, the overall click-through rate for display advertising like that is just 0.05%. For perspective, the click-through rate for Facebook ads ranges from 0.5 to 1.6. So display ads, banners and tiles on websites only achieve click-through rates of between 3 and 10% of what Facebook can deliver you. Instead, if a website looks attractive because they have lots of traffic that is your exact target audience, then ask to use their database. If they're doing their job well, they will be working really hard to convert their visitors onto their database so that they can contact them directly. As such, maybe utilizing their EDMs is a better play for you. However, with any advertising, the question always is, can this channel help me reach my target audience easier and or more cheaply than the next channel or how I can do it myself? And do you think that's a reflection on the fact that the type of product that you sell to people comes to people's front of mind and they need to do something about it around significant dates like birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, retirements, those sorts of things, and that their first action is to jump online and search? They're not really carrying around brand awareness in their head and trying to remember ads that they've seen in print publications or on a random website six months ago? Yes, and I think one of the, the key things to to my business, um, and it's now easy for me to say, it wouldn't have been easy for me to say 20 years ago, but I've been in business for 20 years. So we have an enormous amount of repeat business and um, having been in business in a, a town like Canberra where, you know, we've only, we've got less than half a million people. So we are a well-known brand in Canberra. So it is far easier once you've got some longevity uh, and some runs on the board because you're not front of mind for people. People are not thinking about you day in, day out. But when they're thinking, oh, I need to send somebody something, they are, you know, you, you're often the first port of call because they have either used you before or they know that you've been around for a long time. And interestingly, I always tell a lot of people that 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 trust in that word of mouth is really a result of doing a great job the first couple of times that they've used you. And as you mentioned, you're well known, you have longevity and you've got a great reputation. So you've obviously built a very successful business and marketing's played its part in that. You've probably got a lot of tactics that you rely on. But what's been your most successful marketing tactic? The one that you just can't do without? 
Okay, so there's two things that I have done over the period, I guess, on and off for the last 15 years. Um, I couldn't afford it when I first started out. So when I first started, it was very much word of mouth, B2B business where I was just getting orders from corporates. I wasn't really hitting the retail market. But in the last 15 years, there's two things that I've done. One is I've invested in radio advertising, which I have done basically one year on, one year off. And I found that that has in always given us, I guess, what you suggested earlier, you know, your front of mind. People still know you're around. I haven't found that I've needed to continually have ads running day in, day out. But having that brand awareness of ads just, you know, just, I guess, coming in and out of people's mindset over a longer period means that we've, you know, we're just letting consumers know that we're still here. So radio has worked very well for me in Canberra. The other thing that's worked for me across Australia is when I've invested heavily in SEO. And in 2012, I made a significant investment into SEO. And it is fair to say that even today, I am still getting the benefit of that investment. And I haven't invested in any SEO, for example, for the last two to three years. But I know that I'm getting benefit from what I did and what I spent all those years ago. So it's very important, I guess, for a online business to make that investment. But I also understand that a lot of people don't want to make the investment because it's a very long lag time. It's often six months before you can see any results. And so people, you know, generally want instant gratification and they want to spend their money on SEO and, and see immediate results. And it just doesn't happen. When I did it, we got so much business that we couldn't cope. So we actually pulled it because we pulled that continual investment because we just couldn't cope with the volume of work we had. But it was a slow burn and it, and it did take sort of six to eight months for it to kick in. But when it kicked in, it was just unbelievable. Attention, attention. Marketing when people ask me what they should be doing with their marketing, I often ask, do you need sales right now and maybe next month because the business desperately needs income? If so, you have to put all your money into advertising. But if you want to build a more sustainable, diversified, and less of a hand-to-mouth approach, you do need to put some time and money into longer game marketing like SEO and, and content marketing and nurturing your database, just like Louise has with her SEO and the email, which you heard a little snippet of at the start of the show, but you're going to hear more about Louise's approach to email later in the show. Business and, and the products that you offer people, there's you've got lots of competitors. Some are probably good and, and you respect them. Some of them are just dodgy dealers and, and just their baskets are full of not great stuff. But sometimes as consumers on the other end of a computer, we can't tell uh, the quality of the product necessarily. What do you find difficult about marketing a business like that? Look, I don't find anything particularly difficult about it. I think one of the things that's very important when you've got an online business is the quality of your photos. I've had so many people try and copy my business. And generally, the people who are trying to copy my business have really crappy websites with really crappy photos they've taken themselves. One of the most important things I can say about anybody selling any product online is that the quality of your photos have to be incredible. And that 
speaks volumes as to what the end result will be. If you're prepared to invest in good quality photos, you're prepared to invest in good quality products. That is the way I honestly feel about any online business. If you've got crappy photos, then it's going to be a crappy result at the end. I think that's some outstanding advice. Louise, business owners like you have lots of balls to juggle when it comes to getting things done. There's a lot of stuff that goes on to make a business run successfully. But in the cold, hard light of day, we all have to prioritize because we have limited budgets, time and and skills. How much of a priority do you place on marketing compared to other areas of your business? I probably don't place as much now as what I did when I first started. Um, There's a number of reasons for that. I think when you first start a business, you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and you're um, spending all your um, energy on driving business. Being in business for 20 years, I mean, one of the things you said, you know, you're holding all the balls in the air, you're managing so much, but you also do lose a bit of that excitement and it becomes very uh, much a job and it's very hard to maintain the excitement for the innovation and for the marketing and for driving new ideas. So I probably don't spend as much as much time on it now as what I did, but that's also because I haven't needed to because I've got that continual business. And it's something that I'm very fortunate to have, that I've got a very strong client base. I've got customers who have been with me for that whole 20 years. It's not something that I'm, I'm not losing any sleep over marketing. I'm not... I mean, it's a nice position to be in, but many days I come in and I'm throwing my hands in the air because I've got too many orders. Um, And I know that that's a dream for a lot of people, but it's about, I think, the foundation years or what I call the foundation years in your business, and that's the first five years. If you do everything right in the first five years, then you will be right for life. And I did everything right in the first five years. And as a result, you know, people walk into my shop every day and say, oh, God, how long have you been here? I think I haven't been here for 10 years and still here you are. I need a gift. And that's the thing, that that longevity has enabled me to take my foot off the pedal, so to speak, in terms of marketing. I don't need to sit here and think, oh, God, I've got a market, I've got a market, I've got a market. And that's a nice position to be in. But, you know, this year I haven't done radio advertising, but next year I probably will. doesn't mean, again, that I've got to spend tens of thousands of dollars on it. It just means that I've got to have some... It's important, again, like I said, to, to remind customers that you still exist. While Marketing Builder is the name of this podcast, it's also the name of an awesome product that can help you sort through all the fluff of marketing advice out there and focus on the important stuff. Marketing Builder is a card-based system supplemented by online video lessons that walks you through, step-by-step, the most important things in a marketing plan, such as buyer personas, pipeline analysis, objectives, strategy, goals, budgets, and the fun and sexy stuff, the marketing tactics. And there's over a hundred of them for you to consider using. The card sorting process results in a visual representation of your marketing, where you can easily see how people will engage with your marketing as they move from awareness through to a customer or client. Whether you're a small business owner trying to develop a marketing plan that you can actually use and are confident in on that very limited budget, or a seasoned marketer wanting others in your organization to have real buy-in and engagement with your marketing, then Marketing Builder is perfect for you. Visit marketingbuilder.net for more information. Now, the reason you're listening. Let's head back to the show. 
Now that you've got some sustainability in your business, you would be using some tools to help execute your marketing. Are there any that you just can't live without? We don't send a lot of newsletters because we don't want to be spamming people, but we do send offers from time to time leading up to important events. So, for example, it's now September. In the first week in October, there will be an email that will go out to our database. So we've got about 70,000 people in our database, which is significant. And in that newsletter, it will be a discount for Christmas orders. And that will be the only discount we will provide for Christmas and when we do that, the results are spectacular. We, we will get probably half of our Christmas orders from that one newsletter. And because people take advantage, it'll be have a discount in it, people take advantage of it, and it works beautifully. But it works beautifully because they know, our customer base know, when they get a newsletter from us, there's a good discount in it. They know that it's not spamming, oh, we've got another product today, we've got another product. We're not, you know, we're not trying, we do, we, we're not discounters. Per se, we don't discount on everything, but we do have special offers from time to time leading into important events. So the same would happen in Valentine's Day. We would do one at the end of um, January and leading up to Mother's Day and Father's Day. And at all those times, so probably only, we probably only send five or six emails a year and they really have an enormous benefit to the business. Attention, attention, marketing nugget. I'm always pushing people to make one of the main parts of their business and their marketing their database. It is so important because it is people literally giving you permission to market to them. But we all get those emails that are sent too often and we just know it's all about them and them pushing something because they want to make a sale. And we end up just not opening them. We just ignore them. Half the time, we couldn't even be bothered opening them to unsubscribe. Sure, we're in business. That's what we're trying to do, sell stuff. But your utmost job with your database is to treat it with respect. As Louise said, they don't want to be all spammy, but when they can add value and be of help around key dates when people are looking for gifts, their database actually appreciates and responds to the emails because Louise doesn't spam them the rest of the time and make them tired of hearing from her, or worse, they unsubscribe. So, Make your emails more about adding value and being helpful and your open rates and click-through rates will be well above the averages and that's good both for your business and the people on your database. That's a digital marketing tactic. Do you execute any traditional, i.e. non-digital marketing tactics either now or in the past that have been really successful for you? And if you have, why do you think they've been successful when so much advice that people, that marketers give people is digital, digital, digital? The best marketing that I can do, because my product is very visual, you know, it's visually appealing, the best thing I can do is to put my product out there. So we get um, requests from sporting groups, schools, charities, every day we get usually about five requests a day. So we find that at least every week we're donating to something and that gets my product at an event where there might be 500 people or, um, you know, it might be a raffle prize or whatever. That is important to me because, like I said before, showing that you still exist, people know the brand, showing your product, which is very visual so people can see the quality, that is something that is very, not obviously non-digital, but very traditional, just being out there and putting yourself in front of people. 
Louise Curtis, owner at Lollipots. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your business marketing experiences with our listeners. You're welcome. That's a wrap for episode six. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and it's been amazing having you listen into the show. And I trust that you got lots of value out of hearing from Louise and all about Lollipots. You can find out more about Lollipots and grab your next important gift for that special person in your life by heading to lollipots.com.au. That's pots with a Z, P-O-T-Z. Did you love this episode and hearing from a relatable business owner? Good. Make sure you don't miss the next one. And subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. And of course, you can head to the Marketing Builder website, marketingbuilder.net, and listen directly on the site. I'd also love to hear from you and what marketing you're crushing, or maybe you've got a couple of little things that are difficult at the moment, or if you've got a question about something, please connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Daniel Oyston or follow Marketing Builder on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, just search for Marketing Builder or the handle MKTBLD. Until next time, may your marketing be awesome and I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Marketing Builder. This show was developed, hosted and produced by Daniel Oyston from Content Grasshopper, the creator of Marketing Builder. Marketing Builder is the easy-to-use, step-by-step card-sorting system for cutting through all the marketing fluff out there and to help you build a marketing plan you are actually on board with. For more information, visit marketingbuilder.net or contentgrasshopper.com.au. Thanks for listening.